Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, the headline for over 50 days of Russia's incursion and war against Ukraine has been the plea from President Zelensky to let Ukraine into NATO uh, and to the UN. The answer has been no, but with Russian aggression continuing to play out, countries that have been neutral in the past now want in as well. Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as Russia regroups and considers new war plans, Europe is bracing for more fighting in the northern countries. Finland and Sweden uh, both have been neutral uh, over the years, but they have now thrown their hats in as possible applicants for NATO. Uh, This would be a a major shift from their stances as militarily neutral countries. But uh, clearly they are looking to uh, build alliances, uh, especially for defense purposes, against Russian aggression. Uh, so it's really interesting to me as to why, why now, and uh, what that really looks like in terms of the application process, what uh, what will take place there. And uh, it's, it's hard for me to understand uh, kind of all the dynamics in terms of those countries and how they are different uh, from Ukraine, obviously as a Ukraine a part of the former Soviet Union. Uh, but I want to dig into this a little bit because to me it broadens the question. If NATO really is a defensive alliance, uh, if it's all about playing defense and protection, uh, that that's a very uh, interesting thing to be going after. And so why wouldn't others also want to be part of something that is defensive in nature? And obviously that is a, a big threat to Vladimir Putin and to Russia uh, to have more people uh, in alliance together for defense because that uh, really puts the brakes on Vladimir's offense in terms of other things that he would like to do. So let's break this down just a little bit. Uh, obviously, President Putin has shown his disdain uh, toward NATO uh, through his obvious aggression there and what is taking place. Uh, a lot of threatening notes going back and forth even today from Russia to the United States in terms of uh, helping Ukraine. Uh, but that has caused Finland to engage, and the uh, Finland's president, uh, Sauli Niniste uh, was on Fox News uh, earlier and shared the Finnish outlook uh, and their possible desires of joining NATO. 
We have a changed situation in uh, both in uh, Finland and Sweden. For the first time, we see that majority of people are pro, uh, according to the polls. And this is something we have now opened uh, a discussion with our parliament. Uh, we try to define all the circumstances, all the risks and all the benefits, uh, and uh, doing that quite efficiently as soon as possible. Uh, Prime Minister uh, Sanna Marin uh, reiterated the difficult decision of whether to join NATO and how Russia may actually respond. Also to the period when we are thinking what kind of choices we should make. Of course, there are many risks uh, and we have to be prepared for all kind of actions from Russia. And actually, when we have given the papers to the Finnish parliament, we also analyzed these risks, uh, hyper threats, uh, cyber attacks, uh, different kind of influencing from Russia's side. And we are prepared different kinds of meanlessness uh, that would come from the Russia's side. So that's what's coming out of Finland today. The Swedish Prime Minister, uh, Magdalena Andersson, punctuated the importance of this decision. Uh, She stated the importance of working with Finland uh, to make this choice. We have to really think through what is best for Sweden and our security and our peace in this new situation. And of course, what is happening and the discussion in Finland is important for us to follow. Therefore, we need to have a very close contact. But we have to have a process in Sweden to think this through. So as you look at both Sweden and Finland, they're clearly collaborating and coordinating how they're going about all of this. Uh, Prime Minister from Finland, Santa Marin, uh, also shared their expedited course on the NATO decision-making process. But there are different perspectives to apply NATO membership or not to apply and we have to analyze all of this very carefully as Magdalena said and we will have the discussions within the Finnish parliament upcoming weeks but I think our process will will be quite uh, fast it will happen in weeks as I mentioned and then uh, Prime Minister Santa Marin finished by sharing her feelings on how the decision must be made the decision has to be made on their own not dictated simply by fear of possible Russian aggression I also think that that we have to make the decisions by ourselves, not to have fear influence our choices. And that's an important thing. I I really appreciated that, uh, that uh, the best decisions are made when you are functioning from a position of strength, not from a position of fear or weakness. Uh, And so I, I applaud that, that they are saying, okay, this is not just about this moment, but we really have to project forward. Uh, And obviously, again, NATO is a defensive alliance. Uh, Being part of that does take Finland and Sweden out of that neutral military stance that they have held for so long. Uh, But I do think that is indicative of where the world sees Vladimir Putin going in the future. Regardless of the outcome and regardless of what happens in Ukraine, I don't think there's anyone in Europe right now that is very confident that things will go back to the way they were Uh, prior uh, to Russia's invading Ukraine. And so surely you would want to have alliances in place uh, if Vladimir Putin decides that's where he wants to go next. And so there's a lot of back and forth and a lot of things going on there. It'll be interesting to see how these application processes go for NATO with Sweden and Finland. Uh, It's a very important message, I think, to Vladimir Putin and to Russia in terms of how big the alliance is. Uh, that Russia should not be uh, having its eye on other places beyond Ukraine. 
and then of course there is dealing with Ukraine. And as we as we look at that, um, really interesting. John Kirby, of course, uh, announced yesterday the the new round of military aid that was being sent to Ukraine uh, as the Russian military refocuses their efforts, of course, towards the Donbas region uh, and what that ultimately might mean. I think you saw uh, today the president announced and authorized uh, another presidential drawdown of security assistance valued at up to an additional $800 million, tailored to meet urgent Ukrainian needs for today's fight as Russian forces shift the focus of their ruthless aggression now to eastern Ukraine. So if you uh, look at all of this, of course, there was an official uh, communication from uh, the Russian embassy uh, to the administration today uh, warning the administration about all of this equipment and military equipment and arms uh, going into Ukraine. Uh, so there was clearly a, uh, a threat that things would escalate should the United States continue uh, to take uh, such action and to deliver such weapons uh, and, our, and military uh, expertise into, into Ukraine. Uh, so there's a, a lot going on there that we're going to watch and be careful of uh, as we continue to see this play out in Ukraine, making sure that uh, we see what NATO does defensively and what Vladimir Putin does offensively and offensively. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.